welcome back to the Whole Topic Podcast. This is episode 12. It's the last episode of our first season, and it is titled, Where Are Your Boundaries? This is a topic that I think a lot, I I think our people group is uh, like we're trying to reach in women. A lot of women struggle with boundaries, mm-hmm. um, which then leads to causing chaos in their home. Um causing fights between husbands and wives because she's doing too much saying yes too much or like we were talking before we even started recording so we're gonna actually jump I am that she person (laughs) person. Mm. sorry (laughs) I'm a recovered she person (laughs) yeah 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 so today we're just going to talk about what what are safe boundaries to create in your home When should you say yes? When you should say no? And more importantly, just like you were just bringing up, like protecting the walls of your home yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just let you share what you, your thoughts on what you just said about that earlier when you felt like God told you to do that in your life. So I have always struggled with boundaries. I am a helper and I've always, I love to help people. I love to um, be needed, I guess. I'm, I, I don't know if, if I think we might've talked about, you know, um, the, the stages of love or how you feel your love tank and mine is hundred percent words of affirmation. I love to be needed. And then to be told that I, that I did a good job. That's what fills my love tank. Yes. Words of affirmation. And it ha it, it's gotten me into some, some struggles because, you know, I say yes to everybody else and I can do all of those things. Well, but then the walls of my home suffer and I'm a monster to everybody else in my home where God has called me. And about a year and a half ago, I heard him um, tell me very clearly, protect the walls of your home. And that means I have to say no to other things. Now, should I not have a serving heart? Absolutely not. You should have a serving heart still, but he has called me as a mother and as a wife to protect the walls of my home. And once that's in order, you can serve other people as well. And they can go hand in hand, but sometimes your best yes isn't, isn't said. And my best yes wasn't. And so um, that was something that I, I'm still working towards because I still have a hard time. And actually I was just sharing a story. I had a friend that asked me to watch her kids yesterday and um, we were coming, we had been gone all weekend. We had been coming, we were coming home from a state fair that we had to go to a dinner at and it was three hours away and it was already 8 30 at night and we just left. So I knew we weren't going to get home till midnight and every fiber of my body wanted to tell her yes, because I wanted to help her. The reason she asked me to watch her kids was a very important reason. Um, and I wanted to say yes. And, but I knew my family would suffer if I said yes, my laundry was out of control. My house was a disaster. We'd gone from one thing to the next. And I knew if I said yes, it was not going to be the my best yes. And so I didn't respond to her text for a little while because I prayed about it and prayed about it as we were walking through the state fair. And I was just finally on the way home. I texted her and I said, I want to tell you yes so bad, but I can't. I I and she was like, Don't apologize. She's totally understanding. She had no, she told me before she even started, I know you're coming off rodeo weekend. You can tell me no. Don't you don't feel like you have to tell me yes. And um it definitely was. And even to me still, I'm still like, oh, I wish I would have could have done that for her, but I knew I needed yesterday to get my house back in order. And that's where boundaries come in place. And, um, I, I read that book. It's called your best. Yes. By Lisa Turkers. Mm-hmm. And it's, I need to reread it. I think it, it, 
it's good to read things over and over again because you different seasons of your life you you pick up different things that are in books and stuff and it definitely showing your best yes is a definite yeah thing that you need to be focused on and because like if you can say that's what I tell people when I go places I'm always like I'm gonna say no a lot because I and I'll Full disclosure, I haven't always had boundaries because I was taken advantage of a lot as a child in many different like ways where I should have said no. And it wasn't until after I got married that I read the book called Boundaries um, by Henry. I think I wrote it down here. We'll link these books in the uh, by Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And it changed my life because um, one of the things he said at first when he said it, I was kind of like irked, like. It's not my fault, but he was like, if you're an adult and you are allowing people to take advantage of you, that is not their fault. That is your fault. And he's like, I'm not trying to be mean. And I'm paraphrasing. He's like, this is not to be mean, but you have full control over that. And if you're feeling burnt out, it's a, you might need to take a long time and say no for a while mm-hmm. because it's, and another rule I have, and this is something Mike and I both talked about a lot is if there is, if it doesn't cause peace between us and in our home more often than not, I'm not going to say all the time, because sometimes he wants to do something or feels really glad to do something that I'm not totally at peace with or vice versa, but we have a peace with allowing each other to walk that out if that's what we're called to do. So those are like very rare, but for the most part, if it doesn't bring peace to our home or my kids have to suffer, like you said, or they have to, I have to be rushing them to do things that shouldn't, I shouldn't be rushing them for. Then the answer needs to be no. So like every time someone comes up and asks you a question, take a second to think about it. And like you even said, is pray about it, Mm -hmm. but really think about, is this going to cause peace? Mm -hmm. If it's not going to cause peace in our home. And I have done, this doesn't mean you're not going to do hard things. I do a lot of hard things that are not easy to do that. I still have a peace about then there's those things that you don't have a piece about. And they're actually even easy things you can do, like watching someone's kids. Mm-hmm. You're going to know the difference as you start learning to say yes or no more to different things. But it's up to you to make sure that you are making sure your yeses that you say, even if it's a yes to something good, is not no to something else that you really should be saying yes to. Because when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else generally. So just making sure you're weighing all that out. Yeah. Let me, let me talk to you a little bit because you were the one who I remember you were the friend who spoke into my life at a time when I needed to hear the word boundary. And it wasn't in my vocabulary to know that word. I am a pastor's kid. My entire childhood was servanthood. We were at the church. We were helping other families. That was my life. That is how I got raised. And then even as a teenager, uh, you sacrifice for others. You constantly sacrifice for others. And so when you spoke into my life, Ariel, you should really have some boundaries. You should read this book, (laughs) Boundaries. I think you'd get a lot out of this book. (laughs) Like you could see that I didn't have clear enough boundaries, even with my own family. Mm -hmm. And um, that was really helpful to me. And I didn't understand how impactful it would be to create clear boundaries in my life. And even now I'm still finding ways to put new boundaries in place, but something, and that was years ago that you spoke that into my life. 
And I, I wrestled with it. I came out on the other side with it and everything, applied it to my life. Just yesterday, I'm in my garden and I'm picking stuff and I'm listening to um listening to Derek Prince. He's a he's an old pastor and he's talking about authority. And he's talking about how Jesus is not the one who gives the go-ahead to judge. He never made a decision without his father's say so. He constantly said over and over again, this is not my will. I do nothing. It is my father who, who wishes it and I will do it. So you see that throughout his ministry. He is the authority over the man. The man is the authority over the woman and the woman over the children and, and so forth. Like we see the authority figure go down. And it speaks to what you were saying, Stephanie, how many times this thought popped into my head, how many times does somebody come into my life, ask me something that will take me away from my boundaries and my heart goes, yes, and I'm right there. And it has taken me all these years just to practice the waiting. Right. But now I forgot to ask God, like, like, should I even like, that's obvious, Ariel. You, of course you should ask God. Of course you should pray about it. And you say you pray about it. Like, oh yeah, let me pray about it. But you're busy in the moment. Yeah. How many times do you go home? You forget about it. And then like you wrestle with yourself, but you didn't actually bring it to God. You didn't actually wait for God. Mm -hmm. And what if you hear nothing? Right. Does that, does that mean you do it? No, it sure doesn't mean you do it. Right. That's so, the hardest part is the waiting is, yeah. you know, yeah, you can pray about it, but then you need to wait for his answer. <laughs> it may not be immediate, you know? Yeah. And chances are, and actually I have a story for this, you know, yeah. our co-op that we're starting next week, our homeschool co-op group, she asked me, the president asked me if I would teach a class and she said, you can pick whatever topic you want to teach. Um, but would you be willing to teach a class this semester? Yeah. And my heart immediately was like, yes. And I said, but before that came out of my mouth, luckily it was through messenger. We weren't on the phone. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> I said, let me pray about it. And so she said, absolutely. And I prayed and I prayed and I didn't hear anything from him, but I kept praying. And about a week and a half later, every single morning in my quiet time, I prayed a week and a half later, she said, she sends me a message and says, somebody stepped up and wants to teach a sign language class. So we have the classes covered. If you still want to teach, you can do a class, but it's not needed anymore. And I thought, Nope. You know, I think that's God's answer for me because building yeah. a house and yes. homeschooling my children and the homestead yep. and all of the things yep. probably not right for me to teach a class this semester. <laughs> yeah. And so just waiting on that and waiting for his answers. And sometimes his answers aren't going to come right away. And chances yeah. are the position is going to be filled. Whatever you were asked right. to do yeah. will get filled. And that may be right. his answer. And if it doesn't get filled, then maybe it is for you. And you just need yeah. to keep waiting for his answer. I have the opposite kind of problem <laughs> she I, said no I do it's so <laughs> funny so I told you guys earlier my husband's always like you always march your own beat and I might answer automatically to anybody no nope, can't do it no and yeah. then I pray on it <laughs> generally I'll come back and say yes oh wait maybe I can do that <laughs> yeah. so that's that's how I am I'm just so automatically no because I already know how much yeah like we're being like I'm being fresh as a mom like we're I'm running a blog where I do cooking. I clean the house. I homeschool the kids, like all the things that a mom does right. mm -hmm. in, in my sort of lifestyle. And so to even go beyond that. So yes, my answer is usually automatically no. Right. Like, yeah. can, so can we have someone over? 
no. And then I'll think about it. And usually a day later, I'm like praying through it because when I say no, I'm like, okay, whatever. I have to pray about it. <laughs> but I'll talk about it. <laughs> I just like the answer is no. And then, then I come back to them and then like, I do have time to pray about it and think about it. Um, and then I come back and that way I know that when I say yes, you wholeheartedly mean, I wholeheartedly mean it. So if Andrea ever shows up to anything and she has said yes to it, she prayed hard about that. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. all in. She's all there. (laughs) But that isn't it. I would rather have someone all there be a part Mm -hmm. of things in my life or vice versa. Mm -hmm that I'm all in or they're all in and feel at peace about it than to have someone who is struggling so much. And I'm like, gosh, I'm really sorry. You're actually here because you look terrible. Like not that I to be here. <laughs> How many times did you think that about it? <laughs> if I'm honest, you have looked very tired some days. <laughs> She's not lying. I know yeah, too, because yes. I can look in the mirror and I'm like, I need to slow down. Yes. I, I really uh-huh. need to talk. Yep. These uh-huh. last two weeks have been life-giving for me yeah. because we've Good. stopped a lot of things. I mean, we still are rodeoing on the weekends. That's winding down, but I can do that. I can do the rodeos. That's not, but when you're, when you're busy all week long and then that, yeah, I can't, you can't yeah. do it. Nope. And yeah. these last couple of weeks have been really great because we, the weeks have stopped. We've stopped go, go, going on the weeks. And that's yes. important. That's nice. That's a good rest. Yes. So yeah. I'm, I think, um, I think we touched on this. It's nice to do things for others, but if your family's suffering for it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you need to just not. Right. And, and, and there's an easy answer to that. Like get really good at saying, I need to pray about it. Yes. Yeah. That's my response. So it's not, no, it's not yes anymore. It's let me pray about it. Yes. Yeah. Even if inside you're saying no, or even if inside you're saying yes to, yeah. to just respond with that. That buys you some time to really think it through. Um, if it's something that needs an immediate answer, chances are maybe you shouldn't do it (laughs) if you don't have the time to pray about it, but there can be instances where you need to make an immediate answer. Um, and you're just going to have to use your best judgment right in the moment. If someone is something that's like, Hey, I need to know this right now or something, or I need to know if you could do this right now. If, if it's like, okay, whatever, I need you to something simple, like pick up the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. I'll pick that up. But if it's mm-hmm. something that I'm like, I maybe have a day or two, I generally will always say, and I feel like a little pressured. I'll be like, I'm going to talk to my husband about that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it's another good answer. And he does the same thing. Like except yeah. he did. Yeah. So like, if somebody asks him something, he'll be like, I have to talk to my wife about it. Like we right. always have that, that block. I use that there one too. too. Let me talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then mm-hmm. also the prayer thing, if it just has to do directly with me, um, right. whether you say yes or no, you still should pray about it. Yes. yes. <laughs> but, um, so let's talk about the, before I have Ariel go back to some of the stuff she has written down, I want to talk about how to deal with those outside your home who are boundary bandits. Mm, I like so, your term. So like that bandits. person who's like, you say no, and they about lose their their bricks. Yes, and like, and then you feel awful that you said no. Yeah. So here is a solution for that. <laughs> don't. That's that's one of my solutions. Okay. Don't feel bad. Yeah. You are not responsible for how someone else responds to your boundaries. Right. Preach. If they flip off the wall and go cray cray on you, mm-hmm. you can. A 100% know that that is a boundary bandit that needs some more boundaries put in place. (laughs) 
and they need to be told no a little bit more often probably yes <laughs> no as a child. yeah <laughs> but, but i'm serious like that should be a big red flag like yeah. okay this person not only do they you know act like a two-year-old when they get told no by me they probably feel like they have more control over your life than they actually should yeah um because again it's the family unit God called you to leave and cleave. You married your spouse. You two are supposed to be working things together. Mm-hmm. Your family is supposed to be. If your home is not in order, okay. a house divided cannot stand. So scripture even talks about it um, in the New Testament, where if your home is not in order, you shouldn't be going out and trying to hang the moon, especially if you're trying to do ministry. Okay. Your ministry is probably needing to be at home until it's in order. Mm-hmm. um so just keep being very aware so like if you see someone responding to you that way one no their response to your no is not your problem mm-hmm. and if they, it, it might take them a little bit you know what that you might even lose them as a friend but you know what it's worth it it's worth it so that they can get themselves under control and you can get yourself under control and you guys can, they can learn okay someone said no to me that's a lesson for them so do not feel bad yeah. <laughs> if someone flips on you and and like blows up in your face that includes the in-laws okay if Mm. the in-laws ask you to do something you still are responsible for your family unit Mm. you're still responsible to make sure there's peace in your home and of course if you're wise you're going to talk with your spouse about what each of you feel comfortable with doing with your families but at the end of the day the bible says leave and cleave and you need to do that like there's too many, there was, there was this guy, his name is Mark. I actually wrote it down here. Let me see. Um, Mark Driscoll. And I'm going to say something that he said, and I reposted it on Instagram at one point because it was so true. When I married my husband, I remember being told over and over again, well, when you marry him, you marry the family. And before I even married him multiple times, I was like, I want to be very clear. I said, yes to you. <laughs> I'm not marrying your family. So if that mm. is if that if that is a problem for you, I need to know that I loved him to pieces. I would have gone to the moon with him, but I'm marrying you because I knew what the Bible said, and I was definitely very um very much in the minority at that time because mm-hmm. it was like no, you're marrying the family. You do you have to do everything. You have to like, and I just did deep down spiritually. I was like that is not right. It says leave and cleave. Like if it comes to him or my family or his family, it's him. Like I'm going to be with him. And he agreed to it. He was like, yes, like, I understand that. I understand I'm marrying you. And there's so having that, like, so this guy, um, pastor Mark Driscoll, and just because I'm quoting him does not mean in any way, shape or form. I agree with everything he thinks theologically. I don't even hundred percent agree with myself all the time. So <laughs> I'm going to say this, but he basically said that he tells his daughters and his sons, he's like, when they get married, He's like, we aren't gaining a daughter. Their family isn't getting a son. You guys are getting a husband and a wife. And you guys are going to start a whole new family outside of us. We now become extended family. And I know a lot of of mother-in-laws out there might get their hair in a twist. But I'm sorry. Like, there's a lot of chaos in marriages due to extended family Mm -hmm. pulling the spouses either way. Mm. So I, I do get asked by some mother-in-laws, like, what would you want? 
Like, what do you see that mother-in-laws could do better? One thing is, is allowing your children and allowing the married couples to actually thrive on their own. Yes, they're going to make mistakes. Yes, they're going to have shortcomings. But, and especially when in the little years, like I remember feeling, and I have great in-laws, so I'm not ditching it, but I think it was more pressure I was putting on myself at this point. So I'm willing to own that. But I just felt like I had to be there so much um, just to show up. And I had little kids. I had like little, little kids that needed naps, needed bedtime. And it was so stressful because then I had two babies 11 months apart. And then after that, I had another baby 18 months later. And just realizing that you're putting, if you are a boundary bandit, you're putting families in a position to cause massive chaos and to just, just realize the world doesn't revolve around you. Like if you're not happy enough, like in your own world, walking things out or finding people that could actually support you, young families and people that have families living their home are not in a position to be able to do that. So it's important to realize that this is, this is in-laws, this is friendships, this is anything that causes your family chaos. You need to be able to say no and don't feel bad about the reaction you get from them. Now, it's one thing if you do feel led to be like, hey, I need to sit down and talk to you, make sure that you know we're on the same page here. I, that's one thing. If you feel led, I very rarely feel led to sit down with someone and explain that though. <laughs> but like, um, protect your home, protect your family. And if your yeah. home is not in order, then just get back and get back in the house and say no. Well, and I think that kind yeah. of goes a long way for yourself, but then also for your spouse. So you may be very, feel very um, led to be with somebody or, you know, friendship or whatever, but maybe your spouse doesn't, isn't yes. there. And that mm-hmm. needs to be aligned because that can cause mm-hmm. a lot of chaos. And to Amen. remember that you have married each other and started this family together. And so if one person isn't comfortable, we need to be respectful of that. Now, does that mean you can't have any friends? No, but be respectful of your spouse's wishes and your wishes. And if they're out of, you know, their wacky wishes, then, you know, you You have to figure that out too, but yeah, but you know, just because you enjoy the company of somebody, but your spouse may not enjoy the the company of somebody figuring out that boundary there um, to keep the peace in your home. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to find like, because while you two are talking, I have like a slew, I'm sure it's happening to you too. I have so many examples in my head going off about all these different kinds of family units, ones that are overly dependent on their parents when they have small children, overly dependent on parents during different stages of life, and then parents overbearing on children. But then I see other families that are making the balance work really well. But so what I'm, trying to find is what made those families a little bit more well off in their balance versus the other ones. And a lot of it comes down to communication. They had, they set down their expectations. They, they communicated properly so that they could say, listen, this is my child. This is what I expect from you as their grandparent or as my friend, this is what I expect from you or having the conversation with your husband. Look, I don't like that friend that you have. Um, but he's not willing to budge. He really likes that friend. He thinks they need him at this time and, or whatever it might be, but having the conversations over and over and over again, I feel like because they weren't willing to give up on those relationships, like, and we talk so much about saying no, and if you need to 
put aside a friend, that's fine. But what do you do with people that you're not willing to give up in life? Mm -hmm. Like you're going to come hell or high water. You're going to stick it out with these people. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to get really good at communicating with them. And that takes a lot of work and tears and Mm -hmm. I don't know, issues unraveling. It's like a big ball of yarn that got wrangled up and you're trying to. I think it just comes back to, is it stealing a piece of your family? Is it something that is causing issues in your family? Because even those relationships we think we're going to go through that we're super committed to, if that's still not doing what our family needs, mm-hmm. we might have to continuously pray and revisit that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there's there's times I do things for people that is extremely hard, like maybe what you're describing, sure. but I feel a peace about it. Mm-hmm. And then there's times that I do things that are extremely easy that I've said yes to that I do not feel a peace about. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's about whether it's a super hard situation is, do you have an inner peace that a peace that passes all understanding that no matter how hard this is, you're, you're, you should stay in the situation or no matter how easy it is, mm-hmm. um, you should say no to it either way. Like I I've learned that cause I've seen some people be so committed to other people and it's detrimental to those around them. And it's not, it's still not okay. I, I can't, I can't sit there and be like, wow, that's still a great thing. Cause you're so committed. Yeah. Well, look at all the other people that are being, you know, plowed down in your, in their path because you're so committed to this, like this relationship or, or peak group of people over here. Well, and I think that, you know, talking from, a, if you're in a standpoint where maybe you're not equally yoked with your spouse or they just are not willing to give that relationship up. Um, finding peace in that, in terms of maybe get to a point where you compromise. So there may be a relationship that say your husband is not willing to give up. He really likes that friendship and you just don't maybe getting to a point where your husband and you have respect enough for each other, that there's a compromise so that you can bring peace to your home without him having to give up that relationship. And, and, um, because we all know, you know, you, you can never make somebody do something they don't want to do. So yes. if, if you might feel strongly about it and your spouse doesn't coming to a compromise for saying, I don't like that relationship. I don't want to be around that person. If you want to, that is fine, but let's set some boundaries between our relationship yes. for it. If you're going to hang yeah. out with that person, maybe make it two hours. So yeah. then it's not an all evening away from the family kind yeah. of a thing. If you're going to be with that person, the children and I aren't going to come because I don't want to be around them, yeah. but you're only going to go for two hours or some kind of a compromise that you both agree on yeah. together um, to keep that peace and then hope and then continue to pray about it. Yeah. And maybe those boundaries need to be readjusted within your relationship until you get to a place where you're both comfortable with it again because a lot of times um, when you're in a relationship that's not equally yoked it can be very hard where you stand your ground in one way and they stand their ground in one way and there's nothing either one of you is going to be able to do to change that and that's going to cause a lot of wrath in the house if you find a peace with each other I just it always goes back that to that in my head like if I find a peace with my husband about a relationship generally most relationships can work out even if they're rough Mm -hmm. and I I think that it just comes back to that you have to have a piece in your home if it's stealing the piece of your home you've got to pray on it and got to figure out how to make that how to deal with it it differently and I love her her opinion on it too is like finding the compromise like there's been times where Mm -hmm. 
we do a lot of ministry and my husband, there's a lot of people that I don't want on my property because there's things they're doing that I know is like completely off the wall. And I, I have kids, so I want to protect them for certain things at this point. And so we agreed that if those kinds of people need conversations or he's going to go off the property to talk to them so that our home is still a haven. He, we actually had somebody recommend that to us. That is one of our mentors. He was like, don't ever bring someone into your home. Like this, the particular problem person I'm talking about to your wife and children. He's like, because you're still responsible for protecting them even while you're ministering. Mm -hmm. So just keeping that in mind is your ministry causing your children and your family not to have a safe haven. Um, it, it just, I don't know. There, ha there has to be peace. He doesn't, he is not a God of God chaos. Of order. Yes. Just, that was exactly what was in my head. <laughs> he's not a God of, <laughs> of chaos. He's a God of order. And it is, um, and there's ways to do it even when it doesn't seem like there's a way to do it. And I think that's the most important part is figuring out how to get that done. Even when it looks like, well, there's no way we're both on completely separate pages. There's no way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that you guys know that I have a lot of thoughts on boundaries. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she can make this a three-hour episode. I we won't. <laughs> I yeah, we'll have a write book. A few weeks ago, I was struggling with making a decision. I had to cut off some people in my family because of some very severe things they were doing that were just not only biblically wrong, morally wrong, all all the wrong that you could think of. It was wrong, and it was kind of it was very upsetting. So I talked with a couple of my close friends, and. The two things they brought up to me is both of these people, they were like, like we talked through that call. And then all of a sudden they're like, Andrea, you're always talking about boundaries. You need to use it yourself. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> and it's just like, yes, that's true. Because I was showing partiality in the situation and it's done. But anyways, so I have this written down, stop trying to please everyone. Everyone's not going to like you and that's okay. And people pleasers definitely struggle with this. We do is they really don't want anybody not to like them. But if you can get comfortable with people not liking you, mm -hmm. sadly, that brings peace. It does. It's, it's like an oxymoron, but it brings peace because you're like, it does. I mean, even Jesus himself, not They're everybody not liked him. him. Yeah. Okay. And that's okay. He still was the bomb.com. Like he was amazing. <laughs> and then 2000 years later, still yeah. talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> And then another thing, I, I know we've talked about this before, before, but say yes to more family meals around the table. Yes. Say yes to more slower evenings, slower weekends. Mm -hmm. Say yes to building into your spouse's hopes and dreams and your children's hopes and dreams. If you're investing mm -hmm. in things like that, you're going to more often than not, like when you're investing in the people that have been put in your home for a reason, for a purpose, if you're investing into what's important to them, you will start very clearly to see how many no's you actually should be saying out there. I don't care if you are the king of all ministries at churches, you might need to step down to focus in on your own home. Mm -hmm. um, just saying yes more to your own family and what yeah. their desires are. Well, and just remembering that even good things can be bad things when they're not your thing. So yeah, there are good things. I mean, serving in church, serving other your neighbor, doing all of those are not bad things, but they can become bad things when they're not the things that you're supposed to be doing. Yep. And I don't know if you have any more thoughts on this, but I just want to say this, your boundaries will empower you to do the things that you're called to do, 
rather than the things others expect you to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just for you that you're creating, it's for your all those little people or big people that depend on you mm-hmm. to be there for them. I'll just end with with this thought. Did we talk about spouses? We did. We talked about boundaries <laughs> with with your spouses because well, that was a bit. Yeah. Uh, the only thought I wanted to really end with, I guess, was that um, I did a I did a search before we started this episode, like I do most episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and I I went through the Bible and I found all the places that said boundaries <clears throat> to see what the Bible said about boundaries. Uh, he set a lot of boundaries. He set boundaries for all of his people. He separated them, which is different. They weren't all together and like cooperating properly. Surprise. So he set boundaries for them. And then he set boundaries over the earth. He set boundaries over everything. So if God is setting boundaries mm-hmm. and we're supposed to emulate the things that he does and be like him, but know that we won't ever be like him, you know? we should be setting boundaries. It's in the creator's pattern. It's something that we should also be doing. And it's good. It's not bad to set boundaries. It's very good. And like you said, it in in setting the boundaries and talking to him about it, when you set your boundaries, you are then walking that narrow path with him and he's directing it. He's guiding you saying, okay, you asked, this is this is where we're going to go. We're going to set a fence here and a fence here. And you're going to walk through there. And goodness, you're going to love it when you get there. Yep. Like, so yeah. that was my thought. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yep. And, and knowing that, and you here's, a, here's a, another thought to that is like, just because, just because you're not, you can still com- not compromise and still be loving. You can mm-hmm. still be loving and not compromise. Mm-hmm. So I could still be loving in my no to someone who's pitching a fit in the corner. Right. I'm not going to compromise because I know what I have to do that's right for my family and my children. But I don't have to be mean about it. I could just yeah. say, I can't do this. And more often than not, the people I've surrounded myself with are very, pretty, very respectful of, you know, not like. Overstepping their boundaries. Yes. And not <laughs> or like, yeah, 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 my boundaries, like not being so needy because I've had people in my life like that too. We've talked about this. We can't do needy friends. No. Yeah. No. They, 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 and and it just, it, it, because it's, it takes a toll on your family. Needy friends that won't get help for themselves. Right. That's, there's a difference between friends that are like, Hey, I I just need to talk to you real quick. Or a friend that's so needy and clingy, but they're not willing to do anything for themselves. Right. There's a There's a big difference, but I agree with you. It's like, we can't do we can't do needy friends who are right who are just wanting to be Sucking around just suck the life you. out of you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So wrapping it up, I really highly recommend if you struggle with boundaries, if you are a people pleaser and you you've seen all of us here. Like mm-hmm. I'm a I'm like a cut and dry, we're not doing this. And she's a people pleaser and Ariel's a people pleaser. They're what do you call it? You're recovering. She's a recovered people pleaser. I'm, 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 I'm in transition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're getting all different perspectives here when you're listening. Um, but boundaries by Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. I will post like we'll post the link below. Like it, it's audible and it's um you can read it. I actually did both. I got the audible and I got the book because whenever I heard something in the audio, 
Oh, you wanted I to wanted to go market it on the book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, smart. So I did that. And then you mentioned a book in the beginning. It's called Your The Best Yes or Your Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst. Um, it's a very good one to help you decipher when it's your best yes. Because like I said earlier with the, you know, there are good things that are really actually bad things for you because they're not your things. Yes. And so being able to figure out which ones are you supposed to say yes to, even the good things, because there there's so many of those good things out there. And you may very easily be able to say no to the bad things. I mean, the things that you know right off the bat, you don't yeah. want to do. That's easy to say no to. It's all the good things that yes. it's hard to determine which one. So the best yes is yeah. a really good um, book to read by Lisa Turkhurst. So okay. that's, that's gonna wrap us up here for where are your boundaries? And hopefully this helps a lot of you women out there. Cause whenever I talk about boundaries, that's when I get a lot of response from that. And mm-hmm. it just tells me that there's a lot of people that need to be empowered to say no, and to take control back of their time and their energy and where they're putting it. Well, our society is against boundaries. Exactly. So yep. our culture is going to tell us that Ooh. we do all of it. Yep. You need to do all of it or you're not doing it. You're yep. not living life unless you do it all. Yeah. And, and it's and exactly the opposite. Hard. so true. Like, it's so true. You, someone once told me you, you can't do it all and do it all well. Yes. And yes. That, it might've been in that book. I don't know, but that is one thing that has really set into me because yep. you can't do it all. You cannot, there is not one single person here on this earth that can do it all. And if somebody is, on the outside looking like they're doing it all it's a lie they're not behind Mm -hmm. closed doors it's not they're not doing it all yeah they're not doing it well that's for darn sure yeah (laughs) yeah like we talked about with you know just trying to juggle everything yeah you you gotta drop some things figure out what's your what's your important list and what is your not so important list and stick with the important list yeah so yes yeah so that's it and we hope to see you on season two You've been listening to the Whole Topic Podcast. To hear more, to see behind the scenes, or to get a hold of us directly, visit our socials, Facebook, and Instagram, the Whole Topic Podcast. If you'd like to hear more from Andrea, visit her blog at dearmark23.com, where she talks about whole foods, whole grains, and whole living. If you'd like to hear more from Stephanie, visit theranchershomestead.com, where she talks about simple living, gluten-free recipes, and farm life. If you'd like to see more from me, visit wildandforagecare.com, where I talk about simple living, wild recipes, and natural remedies. Thank you for listening, and God bless.